not to let you see something I have never shown to another human being ever in my life. You will have to swear you will not tell anyone. Cross your heart. Do it. My adventure book. You know him. <gasps> Charles Munch. Explore. When I get big, I'm going where he's going. South America. It's like America, but south. Want to know where I can get to live? Paradise Falls. A land lost in time. I ripped this right out of a library book. <gasps> I'm going to move my clubhouse there. Park it right next to the falls. Who knows what lives up there? And once I get there, well, I'm saving these pages for all the adventures I'm gonna have. Only, I just don't know how I'm gonna get to Paradise Falls.
The movie Up begins with the heartwarming story of Carl and Ellie, who meet during childhood and spend their lives together. It's beautiful how just a handful of scenes in just a few minutes can say so much without even speaking a word. That montage beautifully sums up a full life, a shared life, full of laughter and faithfulness and adventure, but also loss and grief, pain, plans that no longer will be, and then a rekindled joy, an unwavering commitment to one another, and an unshakable love through it all. Well, no matter what stage of life or loss or love you're in, you can't help but have your heart gripped by Ellie and Carl's story. It's been said that marriage is a great shock absorber that helps you navigate the disappointments and difficulties of life. And we see this shock absorber quality in the marriage of Ellie and Carl Fredrickson. As sweet as their story is, I appreciate the perspective offered by the creators of this movie. Life is not always easy. Though there is much joy to be found, we will all experience the sad reality that this life isn't quite how God intended it to be. After Ellie died, Carl sort of gave up on life. His grieving was keeping him from living. He got stuck. He became a grumpy, bitter old man filled with regret. And when death dashed his dreams, Carl's sadness led him to seclusion. And he allowed his loss of Ellie to cause him to lose out on so much more. Life for Carl had lost its adventure. The book of Ecclesiastes tells us that there is a time for everything. A season for every activity under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. Pain in life is unavoidable. And death is inevitable. When we face tragedy of any kind, but especially death, it's only appropriate to mourn and weep. And while people grieve in different ways and the length of each person's season of grieving will be different, God doesn't desire for any of us to stay stuck in our grief. We read in Psalm 147 that God heals the brokenhearted and he binds up their wounds. Friend, if you are in a season of grief, give yourself permission to mourn and allow your tears to do the holy work God assigned them to do. But also allow God to heal your heart and bind up your wounds. And when the time is right, allow God to restore you to a season of joy. And if the sting of sadness is too much to handle alone, I encourage you to reach out. There's no shame in seeking counsel from a professional or participating in a group like Grief Share here at OCC. Well, even though Carl wants to be left alone, there's a persistent kid named Russell who just won't let that happen. Good afternoon. My name is Russell, and I am a wilderness explorer in Tribe 54. Slow down. Wet Lodge 12. Kid! Are you in need of Thank any you, but I don't need today? any help. Ow. Proceed. Good afternoon. Let's skip to the end. CDs? These are my Wilderness Explorer badges. You may notice one is missing. It's my assisting the elderly badge. If I get it, I will become a senior Wilderness Explorer. The Wilderness must be explored! It's gonna be great! There's a big ceremony, and all the dads come, and they pin on our badges. So, you want to assist an old person? Yep! There will be a senior wilderness explorer. 
You ever heard of a snipe? Snipe? Bird. Beady eyes. Every night it sneaks in my yard and gobbles my poor azaleas. I'm elderly and infirm. I can't catch it. If only someone could help me. Me, me, I'll do it. Oh, I don't know. It's awfully crafty. You'd have to clap your hands three times to lure it in. I'll find the Mr. Fredrickson. I think it's Burroughs two blocks down. If you two go blocks past down, it. got it. Bring it back here when you find it. Russell the Wilderness Explorer is looking for an elderly person to help so he can earn his final Explorer badge. And despite Carl's reluctance and resistance, he's the lucky person Russell has chosen. And from that point on, no matter how hard he tries, Carl is unable to get rid of that boy. And that's a good thing because this boy will eventually give Carl a new lease on life. Well, the Old Testament book of Ruth tells the story of a woman from Bethlehem named Naomi. And when famine struck her homeland, Naomi moved with her husband and two sons to a country called Moab. But sadly, while in Moab, her husband died. Her sons got married, but then they died also. So she told her two daughters-in-law to return to their families in hopes that they could still have a better future. Meanwhile, she planned to return to Bethlehem alone. Even though without a husband or children to care for her, her financial prospects were grim at best. Now, against Naomi's very loud objections, her daughter-in-law, Ruth, refused to leave her side. Where you go, I will go. And where you stay, I'll stay. Your people will be my people, and your God is now my God. The Bible says that when Naomi saw how determined Ruth was, she didn't say anything else. Ruth's persistence and love brought rescue and redemption to Naomi's life. Friend, God created all of us for community. We are all hardwired to do life with others. We need other people in our lives to love us, to help us, to encourage us, to support us, to steer us away from our sinful tendencies. And other people, well, they need those things from us too. So don't underestimate the power of and the need for community in your life and the lives of those around you. Is there someone who needs you to be their Russell or their Ruth? Is there someone in your circle who feels all alone? Someone who needs a godly friend? Then answer that call. And if you're a Carl in need of a friend, resist the temptation to hide and seclude and instead pursue community. Getting involved at church by serving or joining a small group is a great way to find the community and the connection you need. And Rooted is a great place to start with all that. Well, Carl is told he must move out of his beloved home and into a retirement village. But as he looks through Ellie's adventure book, it rekindles his desire to accomplish their dream. And it reawakens his sense of adventure. Morning, gentlemen. Good morning, Mr. Fredrickson. You ready to go? (laughs) Ready as I'll ever be. Would you do me a favor and take this? I'll meet you at the van in just a minute. I, uh, want to say one last goodbye to the old place. Sure. Take all the time you need, sir. That's typical. He's probably going to the bathroom for the 80th time. (sighs) You'd think he'd take better care of this house.
We're on our way, Ellie. biggest regret in life is that he was never able to take his wife on that trip to Paradise Falls in South America, which had been a childhood dream for both of them. So he resolves to do the next best thing. As a man who made his living selling helium balloons, he attaches thousands of balloons to his house until it literally floats up in the air. He flies his house all the way to South America to Paradise Falls. And of course, his faithful friend Russell tags along. Now, Carl had given up on his dream, but then he realized you're never too old to pursue the adventure. In the Old Testament, we learn that when the Israelites finally entered the promised land after 40 years of wandering in the desert, a guy named Caleb, who had been one of the spies to spy out that land 40 years earlier, well, he demanded to be given the hill country, the toughest part of the land to conquer. And at that time, Caleb was 85 years old, but he wasn't content to sit on the sidelines. He wasn't about to miss out on the mission. He wanted to live the adventure that God had created him to live. Friend, God wants you to live on mission also. Jesus' last words to his disciples gave them the mission. He said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. So go and make disciples of all people in all places, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have taught you. Friend, God has so much more for you than just sitting on the sidelines, than just going to church and listening to Christian radio. God wants you to get on mission with him. And living on mission is the greatest adventure you can ever experience. So don't buy into the enemy's lies that you are too old or too new or too wounded or too bad to join in the mission. Don't allow yourself to grow too jaded or too cynical or too comfortable 
When we give our lives to Jesus, the Bible says that God gives us a brand new start. Whether we're eight years old or 80, join in the mission of helping everyone everywhere meet Jesus and get on mission with him. Well, when Carl and Russell finally arrive in South America, Russell befriends a tall, colorful, exotic bird whom he names Kevin, not realizing that the bird is a female. And this species of bird, which does not fly, is unknown to the outside world. And before long, Russell and Carl find themselves working to save Kevin the bird from a crazed scientist and explorer named Charles Muntz, who wants to capture Kevin and bring him back to the U.S., Muntz won't let anyone, including Carl and Russell, stand in his way. And Muntz has bred an army of super-intelligent dogs to assist him in the task. Carl and Russell make a daring escape from Muntz and his dogs, and they think they've successfully eluded him. But then, this happens.
So Carl is finally at Paradise Falls. He got all that he thought he wanted, and yet he's miserable. Well, it might come as a shock to you, but the secret to happiness does not consist of getting what we want. The secret to happiness is doing what God wants for us. Jesus once asked his friends and followers, what good is it for someone to gain the entire world, yet forfeit their own soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? Friend, that thing you're chasing, what will you do when you get it? Will that fulfill your longing? Is the adventure you're pursuing the right adventure? Don't miss out on the true paradise that Jesus offers you because you spent your whole life chasing after your version of Paradise Falls. Carl's house and his possessions had become more important to him than the people in his life. But attaining what he wanted and not having anyone to share it with, well, that wasn't much of a paradise for him after all. Jesus once compared heaven to a large mansion. He says that you are invited to join him there. God doesn't desire to live in a huge house all alone. He wants it to be filled with people. And that includes you. And if you put your trust and your hope in Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, allowing him to lead you there, you're guaranteed a room in that heavenly home. Jesus told his followers, Don't let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If it weren't so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. Well, when Carl sees how Ellie filled the pages of her scrapbook, he realizes he's living the wrong adventure. He saw for the first time that Ellie filled those pages with adventures from their married life together, replacing the stuff she was going to do with memories and mementos of all they had done together. And then Carl realized what he must do. Russell and Kevin were in danger for months, and it was up to Carl to save them. But for that to happen, he would need to lighten his load. Set sail once again, leaving Paradise Falls behind and catching up to Muntz's super blimp. Carl then defeats Muntz in battle. Come on, spit it out! Come on! 
At last, Carl makes a daring rescue of his friends, Kevin the bird, Doug the dog, and his little buddy, Russell. But in the chaos of the skirmish, Carl's house floats away. That was cool! (laughs) (laughs) Don't check around so much, kid. (laughs) Easy, Russell. (laughs) Oh, I am ready to not be a pop. about your house, Mr. Fredrickson. You know, it's just a house. The Gospels record the story of when a rich young man asked Jesus what good deed he must do to have eternal life. Well, Jesus reminds him of the Ten Commandments. Do these things and you'll have eternal life, he says. Well, the guy replied to Jesus, well, I've kept all these laws. What am I missing? And Jesus told him, To be perfect, go and sell all of your possessions and give the proceeds to the poor. You'll have treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. Friend, if you remember the end of that story, the man walked away depressed because he was very wealthy. And the sacrifice Jesus asked of him seemed way too much. But Jesus is always, always calling us to put love for others ahead of love for ourselves, ahead of our own needs and interests, even if that means giving everything we have away. Hebrews 12 instructs us that therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles us. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Friend, what's hindering you in your pursuit of Jesus? What's hindering you from living on mission for him? What do you need to unload? Carl acted heroically to save Russell and Kevin, even though it cost him a great deal. As Russell and Carl watched Carl's beloved house descend into the clouds from the vantage point of Muntz's blimp, we witnessed Carl's change of heart. When Russell says, Mr. Fredrickson, I'm sorry about your house, Carl replies, you know, it's just a house. But Carl had not only sacrificed his house, he almost lost his life to save his friends. Jesus told his followers that whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for his sake will find it. And he told them that there's no greater love that anyone can have than this, that we would lay down our lives for our friends. Friend, do you realize that Jesus gave his life for you? That's the good news of the Bible, that Jesus Christ paid a debt he did not owe to free us from a debt that we could not pay. Remember, God has prepared a room in his heavenly home just for you. He took the guilt of our sins upon his shoulders and he suffered the punishment that our sins deserve so that we could have forgiveness and eternal life. Friend, Jesus died for you so that you could live with him 
Will you choose to live for him? I hope so.